You artists have a special relationship to beauty. Beauty, like truth, brings joy to the human heart. Beauty is an invitation to savor life and a dream of the future. Beauty is a key to the mystery and a call to transcendence. Beauty is the vocation bestowed on you by the Creator. And the gift of artistic talent. None can sense more deeply than you, artists. Ingenious creators of beauty that you are. That beauty will save the world. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for tuning into JP2 Radio for another episode of Letter to Artists. Brought to you from the vault at John Paul the Great Catholic University, this show is inspired by the beloved St. Pope John Paul II's encyclical Letter to Artists and led by Catholic artists from our community who desire to share with you their journey in creativity and their journey of faith through the development of their artistic talents. I am your host, Bailey Garland. Each week we have been chatting with different artists as we explore a different creative medium. And today's topic is songwriting. Woo, how fun. <laughs> I'm super pumped to have two lovely ladies with me in the studio. We'll first be hearing from Sofia Sariego, who has a lot of experience growing up with choirs and um, just different things. She's also an actress, which is really cool. Actually, both of our guests today are also actresses, which I think is gonna add um, something very, unique to their perspective of their songwriting abilities, both play the guitar. So um, if you're interested in anything poetic, anything musically and tying those two together, this is an episode for you. Um, so I'm super pumped. We've got, yeah, Sofia Sarajevo first, and then we'll be interviewing Lily Blondo, both students at John Paul the Great Catholic University. And I'm super pumped to hear all the wisdom and all the, the cool things and reflections that they have to share. Our guiding excerpt from St. John Paul II's letter to artists this week goes as follows. It's kind of a long one, so bear with me. In shaping a masterpiece, the artist not only summons his work into being, but also in some way reveals his own personality by means of it. For him, art offers both a new dimension and an exceptional mode of expression for his spiritual growth. Through his works, the artist speaks to others and communicates with them. The history of art, therefore, is not only a story of works produced, but also a story of men and women. Works of art speak to their authors, they enable us to know their inner life, and they reveal the original contribution which artists offer to the history of culture. So that's going to be the quote that's kind of guiding and inspiring this conversation that I have with these two songwriting gals. Um, and so with that in mind, um, I would like to welcome Sophia Sarigo to the studio. Hi, Sophia. Hi. How's it going? It's going great. I'm so glad. It's so good to see you again. We haven't seen each other in a while, but you're so dear to my heart. I know. Likewise. <laughs> so, Sophia, do you mind just leading us in a prayer? Sure. All right. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, be with our conversation, guide us, enlighten our hearts, and help us to pursue wisdom and truth and your presence above all. Help us to give our entire beings to you, to follow you, to serve you, to always have you first and foremost as the flame burning in our hearts. Light my path today, Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Our Lady, our hope, handmaid of the Lord. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Thank you so much. Sophia, why don't we just start by you telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um... <laughs> I am from Los Angeles, born and raised. I have been Catholic my entire life and just 
I love Jesus. <laughs> Amen. What a good start. That's the first thing to say about me. Um, I was homeschooled up until eighth grade, and then I went to a Catholic school. And as long as I can remember, I have been singing in choirs, basically. Um, in high school, I was in performance choir in elementary school, also in a kid's performance choir, and also since eighth grade singing in choirs at mass. And that is where I developed a real love for sacred music and polyphony and the beauty of old works of music. Um, I've been writing poetry since I was 12, and that has developed over the past really only year and a half into writing my own songs and discovering a real joy in creating words that speak to the soul and then music to move the heart. Mm, oh, that's really beautiful. Um, when you first started, um, what, like, what drew you to singing? Were you like always singing songs, musicals? Like what was that genre that kind of got you? Was it your parents' music or what? The first thing that I can remember mm -hmm. is how, when I was a kid, I'd be list, I'd be, I'd memorize whatever we were singing in kids choir very quickly. And then I would sing it around the house all the time. So I'd be sweeping and singing. I'd be washing dishes and singing. <laughs> I would be in a tree and singing and whatever came to me, I'd also like make up songs on the spot. Um, and so it was naturally like a more traditional music, but my father loves country music and bluegrass and my mother loves folk um, and like eighties music as well. Mm -hmm. And so certain genres of music just kind of melded into my own particular music taste, which is a combo of theirs and whatever else I pr I've started to pursue over the years. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Um, did you find yourself like so you said you got into poetry when you were 12 years old, you said mm -hmm. was that um, due to you were homeschooled? So was it like something that you were working on in your classes or was it something that you just like picked up through a poetry book or something? Um, I've always loved words and loved poetry, just reading poetry. I have a ginormous collection of kids' poetry books. Oh, wow. And so I just started at some point writing them. <laughs> it was the Mysterious Benedict Society. <laughs> Those books, there's a character who writes the most silly, obnoxious poems. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the universe. And so I just decided, you know what? We're going to write these. And so, of course, some of my first poems, I think was about how much I detested spinach stems. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Truly artwork. I know, right? <laughs> Conveying truth to the world. <laughs> hey, when you don't like it, you don't like it. <laughs> Indeed. Um, oh my gosh, that's really sweet and funny. And so over the years then, um, I'm guessing, you did you learn music separately then? Of Was it something separate in you that started to play the guitar? I know you play a little bit of keyboard. Um, what kind of spurred the musical side of things? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always just loved music. It's had a deep effect on me basically since I was born, I'm guessing. Um, I started taking piano lessons in elementary school and during quarantine, I really had had a desire to learn guitar for a while and I pulled aside my little brother who'd taken some lessons himself and asked him to teach me just the basics of it. And from there, I taught myself guitar. So oh, I've been doing cool. that for almost three years. Um, goodness gracious, almost three years. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, with the singing, that just all kind of melded together into creating melodies of my own. When did you find like yourself kind of really intersecting those was that on your own or was that the recommendation of someone else yeah that was um a friend of mine last summer not this mm -hmm. past the one before um I was playing songs for him and then just like you know whatever I liked to do yeah. and then at some point like I mentioned my poems and he was like why aren't you writing songs and I was like 
that's a thing I can do. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So what is like your process now of kind of sitting down to, to write a song? I'm standing in the kitchen or the bathroom or I'm sitting in class and all of a sudden, bam, out of nowhere, music, words hit me. Usually it starts with words and then I start writing and they start coming and then I write more. And it's weird because rarely do I have an idea of where the poem's going to go. It just starts with a line and it starts with a feeling and then I keep writing. And then as it unfolds, I find myself saying something that I usually pretty much like. Um, I like a lot. And so I have just stacks of, of poems that I've written at home in various levels of having actually added a tune or mm-hmm. chords. And it's sometimes a struggle to match a melody to the words. But I always start with the words and then I weave in melody and chords and sometimes like whistling to whatever is fun. Oh, that's really cool. Um, When you are like, do you find that you have a particular situation, I guess, that like you find more inspiring? I guess you said it kind of hits you out of nowhere, but do you usually see like, is it like the human person or do you have kind of a thing that you're usually like writing about? Um, I like stories and I like emotions. Part of the the country bluegrass vibe is that we like writing about stories Mm -hmm. and things just kind of spark. And sometimes there's stories in my own life. Maybe it's a fictional story. And also sometimes it's deep emotion. Like after the last retreat, I got hit with some really kind of difficult news. And the thing that came was write a song about it. Yeah. And the first line of the song was just a line that I'd written in my diary when I was processing it, which is these are the sweetest, sweetest tears I've ever cried. Mm. How do you grieve someone who hasn't died? Yeah, that's super powerful. Um, so do you find that a lot of times uh, your songs kind of speak? I love, we'll probably get into this later because it reflects the JPT quote, but <laughs> um, do you find yourself speaking about like certain topics? I know you're very passionate about like the pro-life movement. That's kind of your your niche area of Catholicism. I think sometimes we all oh, yeah. fall into like a, we're really fighting for this area. And I know, <laughs> do you ever find yourself kind of communicating something like, I don't I don't want to say politically, but something very like on the nose like that or not really? You're more flowery in your language. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the beauty of language is crafting it to reflect truth. And you can have flowery language, you can have beautiful words, because your words should be beautiful by essence of that they were created by God. We can use words in a way that creates beauty, and the words themselves are usually quite beautiful. Mm -hmm. English, with its bizarre amalgamation of roots, can be a little questionable (laughs) in its beauty, but it's still that we can still have very beautiful words. Mm -hmm. So even if my language is flowery or beautiful in one way or another, I try to communicate truth and the truth about the person and the truth about who we are, who we were made to be. And it doesn't necessarily, it's not always pro-life specifically, but I think if I'm doing this properly, I'm living in a way that's pro-life. Mm. It talks about the beauty of just living because sometimes we forget that our own lives have incredible beauty and there's so much beauty in just walking around and being like, oh my gosh, I have a beating heart. Yeah. That everything that we make should create this like awe of the fact that we're alive and that the Lord is choosing at this very moment to make us be alive. Mm. There is something, um, I feel like I've actually been using this phrase a lot kind of throughout the the past week and a half. Um, I remember one time you shared that, uh, 
we are like God's dream. And every time, I don't know if you remember saying this, but I remember you, I remember it was you. (laughs) Um, And I thought that was so profound to say like each of us, like, you know, the Lord thought the the idea of us was so good that he had to create us. He couldn't imagine a world without it because, and that's why he he plopped us down here. And um, I think that is so beautiful to like say that we are God's dream. And I think songwriters specifically, especially um, I actually interviewed Lily before you, but she's after you in this interview. <laughs> um, and she kind of said a similar thing with like the story element of songwriting as a big influence in her life. And I think each of us individually as human beings, obviously we're every moment is kind of its own story in itself and we can capture those things. And I think songwriting specifically is, is an interesting three minute story. And, um, it's kind of cool to see how much repetition happens in our life. And, and that's how I see songs really reflecting is that there's like the chorus, you know, that, that repeats throughout the the song and, and things like that. And I just find that that aspect of art storytelling or songwriting in particular in trying to convey stories is really powerful and really deeply like in tune with the human heart and human emotion because there's music, there's words and everything in between, you know, like you can act it or quotes and, and really put the emotion behind it. Um, now I kind of want to go into a little bit more of like the music side of things too. You've mentioned folk and bluegrass, um, and kind of inheriting those from styles from maybe your parents. Um, also I'm wondering how does any time like the traditional, sacred music float into like when you're songwriting or do you stay more usually in your your bluegrass folk country era i'm not really sure Mm -hmm. i i think i start because i start with the words it's kind of whatever genre happens yeah and i tend to very much write folk style so everything that i do kind of is tinged folk and some songs are very they very much sound country Mm -hmm. um I don't necessarily use sacred music elements in my songs, but I do infuse them sometimes with biblical things or Catholic things specifically. Um, one of my favorite songs I've written is about purgatory. It's a man. It's a letter from a man to his wife. He's in purgatory. And I put in elements of, it's called light a candle. And that's in reference to lighting a candle for a dead soul. Um, and I've got elements of Dante and the inferno in there i've got information like just things that people have told me about like what purgatory is um and it's all woven in there as like this this painting of purgatory from a person's perspective oh, and wow. what put him in there and oh, i love that song that's super, <laughs> that's super popular. i feel like i remember us talking about that at one point um but i would i would love to to hear that one again um oh, yeah. do, do you find like you leaning towards then the guitar versus the piano when you're writing songs or not really? Yeah. It depends on the song. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So it's really, it really kind of is just whatever, wherever the words are taking you. Yeah. Most of what I do is where the words take me because mm-hmm. the word, words come from the soul and everything else has to just kind of fall in line with that. Mm. Do you have like musical artists specifically in those genres that you find influence your work? Yeah. Um, I love George Strait and Emmylou Harris, these um, country artists who just write like, my dad calls them wordsmiths. They just write so well and their words are so beautiful and the stories they craft are so beautiful. Um, And they're just like random songs too from those um, genres that I'm like, wow, I really like that. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Yeah. And then Taylor Swift too, like people bashing her all the time, but her lyrics can be really 
profound or just really well written even if they're kind of stupid mm. no i would agree <laughs> no with that offense. no no i totally agree with that like sometimes it's like um i don't know i i have a lot of respect for her and in, in her ability to songwrite i think yeah. um and and tell stories and uh, i also think um i mentioned her in the in the other half of the interview too but carrie underwood to me is very inspirational mm. in her she tells a story really well i'm not i don't remember off the top of my head if it's actually her writing it but she can her songs are always telling a story and those are my favorite types as well. Um, yeah. How does like the experience of performing your own music, how has that been for you? Well, I usually spend the entire evening up until my performance in this state of jittery, <laughs> like ah, I'm going to die. Um, and then I get up on stage and the world melts away and it's just me and the audience and the coolest experience. Like I would describe it as sublime because I'll be up there and I just pour myself into the song and into speaking to the audience, both on a personal level and also as a performer, someone who's speaking to a whole room and who wants the whole room to enjoy it. And my favorite thing is looking across the room people and just meeting people's eyes or seeing the looks on people's faces. Like when I performed Light a Candle the first time, one of my best friends here was sitting in the audience with his eyes completely closed. Mm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like yeah. I've moved him. And that the same has gone for other people. Like the last performance I did, I did that like super emotional song and I saw people like crying or just very emotionally moved. And when the thing that you created can do that to people, it can speak to their experience and draw you two together in this like understanding of the human heart. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, Sophia, that's beautiful. And I, I do. I, what was the last one that you did called? What was that one called? Uh, Nothing Broken. Yes. I loved, loved, loved that one. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Um, just to keep us on time here, I want to do a quick little reset. If you're just joining us now, welcome. You are tuning into Letter to Artists. My name is Bailey Garland and I am sitting down with Sophia Sariego, a student at John Paul the Great Catholic University. And we are chatting about songwriting and she was just sharing them how powerful it is to perform her own music and kind of connect heart to heart with the audience through those words, through the music um, and being able to convey a certain message through, through her, her lyrics of her songs. Um, and it's really been a beautiful, a beautiful conversation. So I encourage you if you, if you're just tuning us, tuning in now that you'll want to um, catch out, catch the replay um, at a later time. But now we're going to shift the conversation to reflect on the quote from St. John Paul II's encyclical letter to artists. I'm just going to remind us all now of that quote. In shaping a masterpiece, the artist not only summons his work into being, but also in some way reveals his own personality by means of it. For him, art offers both a new dimension and an exceptional mode of expression for his spiritual growth. Through his works, the artist speaks to others and communicates with them. The history of art, therefore, is not only a story of works produced, but also a story of men and women. Works of art speak to their authors. They enable us to know their inner life and they reveal the original contribution which artists offer to the history of culture. And I, I really love that quote. I know it's it's quite long, but I think it flows together pretty well. And so, Sophia, I just want to invite you now, um, if you have any personal reflections off of any even smaller snippet of that snippet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that quote. I, it's the first time I've I've read it was mm -hmm. when you sent it to me um, and I was just hit with it because it's really it it's kind of the way I like to live everything. I've been talking to people a lot about this lately as a theology of the body thing. Mm. You exist as a spiritual being and a physical being and your 
mind, your heart, your soul, all of these immaterial parts of you can only be communicated to other people via the the material world. Um, Your body and the things that you create are the only way you can really express yourself and show people who you are and what is the truth of your existence. Um, And so that's what this quote reminds me of. Just the things that I do have to reflect the truth of my being as created by God who loves me dearly and also the more personal aspects of my being that are the emotional life that I have, the experiences that I have, and those connect to other people as well because they also have similar experiences and similar emotions. And the beauty of art is communicating that truth in the physical way because you can't always meet people individually. You know, when I get, I'm recording my songs, when I get them on Spotify, Joe from down the block is going to find me on Spotify. I listen to my songs no clue who I am, never met me. But for me, art is that he'll be able to understand the truth of my experience and the truth of whoever I am and relate to that and have that communicated to him through this medium, because that's a physical thing in this world. And that is a way that I can connect to him and also hopefully show him how much God loves him Mm. in one way or another. Oh my gosh, Sophia, doesn't your name mean wisdom? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rightly so. I thought that was so powerful. And I and I've called this back for those of you who listen to these pretty frequently, um, Maria Godosic, she was on our first episode and she said, uh, I don't remember if she was quoting somebody else, so um I, I want to give credit where it's due, but I know she's the one who who at least conveyed it to me. And it was saints are people who embrace their humanity to the fullest. And I love that in relation to what you were saying, in the sense of like we can convey truth by simply accepting our humanity of who we are and using that to glorify God. And I think by your acceptance of that, you're able to show truth, beauty, and goodness through the words because you are sharing the truth of your human experience and being like, this is um, like what you had said, your emotional life, this is your spiritual life, and this is all of it is. And choosing those words in a way um, that are truthful to the experience that that you've had. And I think I think we can get a little fluffy with that. And, and I don't mean to be like um my truth or anything like that, but I think <laughs> yeah. when, when it is like truth is truth to the end of reckoning, that's Shakespeare. So it's like, if it's, there's truth, beauty and goodness in, in that. And there is um like, God is going to shine because truth is truth. Like there's no way to like, um to deny that when those were like your experiences and things like that. So I feel, um, really moved by by what you just shared um I'm wondering if there's a certain song that like you find calls your heart into a deeper reflection of Christ whether that's something in the sacred like musical world or if it's just really like any old I love you say Joe from down the block (laughs) song that that really does because I I just like that question (laughs) yeah yeah and I mean the thing you just said was beautiful too I really I'm gonna be thinking about that for the next six months <laughs> um as to songs I love to come to mind first is my song husking which is about endings and beginnings um and like the chorus is I am writing autumn still I thought years past I'd had my fill but here we are neath velvet sky the days go softly faster by and it's because the the first two lines are because like I was a teenager and I just like didn't really have any more inspiration. And for a while I just stopped writing poetry because I was, I didn't know what else to write about autumn, which is my favorite season. <laughs> and then I picked it up later when I had deeper things to write about. Um, and that just, 
the providence of our Lord and bringing me here, bringing me through my life, whatever endings he's chosen for me, he replaces them with better beginnings. Mm. And he shows me where to go and how to live and the beauty of finding the joy even when things do end and we, even when you have to grieve those things. Um, and then the second song is Rescue by Lauren Daigle. That song kills me. Aww. It's so beautiful and it really speaks to my heart and to the experiences that I've had. Um, it's also in the movie Redeeming Love, which is, I know, controversial, but it, like, <laughs> I don't know that movie. So <laughs> it's, in my opinion, very beautiful and it's very difficult to watch, but I yeah. related to some of the things in it very deeply. And that song is like at the end of it. And I just like, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> the waterworks. <laughs> the waterworks. There was a dam and it burst. <laughs> but it's so beautiful. Yeah. And just. Whenever we put into words in one way or another with humility, with grace, and with a desire to truly represent him, the speech that the Lord has for us, the love that he has for us, and we remind each other that the Lord is saying beautiful things to us about how much he loves us, like that hits. Because I am a words of affirmation person, and when you speak to me about how I am loved, that like just solidifies something in my heart that always needs to be solidified it's one of our human yearnings we all have wounds and we all have things we want to hear and we want to experience and the words of our lord just like the words of a lover i mean they're one and the same right mm. i think that's so beautiful and i think especially you as a songwriter and that that almost makes sense that your love language might be words of affirmation. It's like, you're, mm -hmm. you're like giving those, I mean, like, that's really beautiful that like what, what you receive, you give right back. And I think, um, my final question here as we run out of time is going to be, how is this called the art of songwriting deepened your relationship with God or like advanced your spiritual growth? And I think, um, not to answer it for you, but, <laughs> um, I would, I want to hear your thoughts in, in just a moment, but I, I think it's really powerful that you're, you receive that, like that, you know, that that's a way that you receive love is through words of affirmation and you give that out into the world in hopes that someone else who might receive words of affirmation, well, like through your songs and, and, or even words of comfort, something, something along those lines, you use words to give. And I think that that's a really powerful way to say, um, I, I not only receive in this way, but I use this this skill and this talent to to give in this way in hopes that it will touch someone's heart the way that it, it does touch mine. So um, now I would love to hear your response. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's totally true. And, mm -hmm. you know, the purpose of my life is to love a bit without a just heroically in whatever way mm. the Lord is calling. And just like you said, words of comfort, words of love. I try to put truth in every song, not any songs that will call people or nudge people to be worse versions of themselves, but yeah. instead to encourage them to love and to serve God and, you know, whatever he wants, I'll write about. Oh my gosh. Well, Sophia, we are running out of time, unfortunately. Um, I want to invite you maybe to share any last <laughs> snippet of whatever's on your heart to share, maybe from the, from the verse or anything like that about songwriting. I think that's about it. I'm Praise just glad God. to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you were here. Well, thank you so much, Sophia. I'm so glad you were here. All right, everyone. Um, that was Sophia Sarriego. She is a student at John Paul the Great Catholic University. Um, and although she studies advertising, mm -hmm. um, she is a beautiful songwriter, beautiful singer and beautiful musician. And so I'm so happy to have had her in the studio to share um, all the wisdom, which her name means um, in, in this episode with you. So if you want to actually check out Sophia's music, you can find it soon on Spotify. 
It'll be coming out. And in the meantime, follow my Instagram, which is Sophia Ronnie. S-O-P-H-I-A-R-O-N-N-I underscore. Perfect. So you want to check that out where you can uh, listen to her stuff and be waiting for more releases. Um, until then, you'll want to stay tuned into Letter to Artists because in just a bit, we'll be talking with another lovely, um, sweet student named Lily Blondo. And you'll definitely not want to miss that interview. So um, stay tuned. And we are back in the vault at John Paul the Great Catholic University. I am your host, Bailey Garland. Welcome back to Letter to Artists. Today, our show is all about songwriting, and I am joined in the studio by two lovely ladies. Earlier in the show, we heard from Sofia Sariego, um, and she is exactly what her name means, full of wisdom, so you'll definitely want to check out her interview um, if you want to catch the replay on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. I definitely recommend it. Now, we are chatting with Lily Blondo. She is a student here at JP Catholic. She is an actress, a singer, and a songwriter who has shared her experiences as a musician with her earthly father as she shares that talent with her heavenly father. And I just love that she is able to share those gifts so much with with her own family and then um, with her JP Catholic family. She's a, a frequent Coffee House musical guest and Coffee House is one of our our we, um, quarterly events that we have here. And, and it's just so lovely to hear her share those talents. Um, so I cannot wait to hear all that she has to say. So without further ado, welcome, Lily. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being here. I'm super excited to get to chat with you. So this is such a gift. Um, do you mind leading us in a prayer? Yeah. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, thank you for bringing us here to talk about our talents and our gifts and how we can give them to you. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Lily. Yeah. Why don't we just start by you telling us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> okay. Um, I am a student here at John Paul the Great Catholic University. I'm originally from Minnesota, came pretty far to go to school here. Um, I'm studying uh, humanities and uh, acting, more musical theater, but I've really gotten more into the acting side as I've been here. I... Yeah, I started songwriting in high school, basically. I, I've i been writing for as long as I can remember, and I just, I love to tell stories when I was little, and my dad, he used to write music when he was in high school, and one time I just decided to, I don't even know exactly when it happened, I just decided to make one of my songs into, one of my poems into a song, and I picked four easy chords and I played it for my dad and I was like hey I wrote this is it any good and he said yeah it is good and it just kind of kept going from there I just found a love for it and I just kept writing oh my gosh that's so cool so mm -hmm. um when you were first you know writing your poetry and things like that mm -hmm. was that something you had developed in school or were you were just doing for fun how did you how'd you get into a love for poetry even um well I was homeschooled during grade school and my mom used to, she would have us do a lot of writing because that's just something she's really passionate about. And we would have these stories. She would tell us these fables and then we would have to rewrite them in our own way. And I just started writing nonstop and it was in high school that I just started writing poetry. I don't know exactly even how it transitioned to that. I think it started with Shakespeare, I think. We were mm -hmm. studying Shakespeare and some of his sonnets, and I just 
was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I want to write something like this. So I just started, it was a lot of free verse at first. And then it just started being more, you know, rhymes, which were able to transition into song. Oh, that's really cool. So then mm-hmm. on like the musical end of things, um, I know you play the guitar and I believe the ukulele as well. Yes. Or, yes. Yes. Yeah. Are there any other instruments that you play or anything like that? Um, I play piano and cello. I haven't played that one in a while, but I did do that one. Oh, that's cool. When so I was younger. did you, did you like have the musical side and then like, were you growing up also learning these instruments as well as like writing? Yes. Yeah. For a while they were completely separate. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I loved music and I loved playing piano and guitar and I loved writing, but they never really seemed to intersect at all until Mm -hmm. pretty recently oh that's really cool so um do you find yourself leaning towards like one instrument while you're writing your music for your songs I definitely lean towards guitar just because the type of music that I really enjoy and that I try to write the most is folk Mm. folk revival mostly Mm -hmm. and so I like to have guitar on that since that's the accompaniment for a lot of folk songs like Bob Dylan, Arlo Guthrie, all those guys. (laughs) Are those some of your favorite artists then? Yes. Yeah. I, my favorite artists are really great lyricists. I think that for, this is for me personally, because I know there are a lot of people who like, you know, there's rock music and that's amazing. And, you know, guitar solos and all that cool. But for me, a song is really great when you can take away the music and just look at the lyrics and you still get a lot out of it and you still it's still beautiful. For me, the the two that I think most exemplify that are Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen. So they are definitely my favorite. I just listening to their songs just opens up so many doors to so many different things. And it really is like studying a poem, just listening to their songs. Oh, that's super cool. I find myself the same way, kind of leaning more towards like the lyrics of a song. I always have to pull them up when I'm like first listening to a new song. And I, I think there's just something so powerful about like the language and the word that we're focusing on that like, we want to know like, what we're singing if we're singing (laughs) um and I think that that's really cool so um I find that so interesting that like um you're influenced by them were those were those both artists that your dad I know since he's had kind of a big influence were those ones that he introduced you to or did you find those on your own um it was my dad and my mom who introduced Mm. me to them it was it was kind of my mom was Bob Dylan and my dad was Bruce Springsteen because my mom likes a lot of that 60s folk music and my dad likes a lot of the you know 70s 80s rock and so I just kind of heard both of their music and kind of picked my favorites from both sides I guess (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny I, I love that um so what is like your process then of like sitting down to write a song well I I keep a journal that has any thoughts or ideas I have. And so whenever I have an idea like, oh, that'd be a cool lyric or that's a nice idea for a song, I write it down and then I find time to sit down and I look at my journal and I say, okay, what's in here that I can actually use? And I try to write a song and I always start with the lyrics first. And sometimes I kind of think of a melody as I'm writing them, but more often than not, that melody does not turn out to be the actual melody. (laughs) Um, And then... I usually, after I have lyrics that I really like, I decide to put them to music. And I normally just start with, there's a super easy chord progression. And I always do it in G because I just love the way that E minor sounds. (laughs) So I always do it in G so I can get that E minor. And I just 
start with G, E minor, C, D, and hopefully, you know, there'll be some other chords in there, maybe, you know, an accidental or two to kind of give it a cooler sound. Mm -hmm. But often it really is just those four chords. Oh, wow. And since I really do focus more on the lyrics than the music, I, I think that's okay. And there's a lot of pop songs today that are just those four chords. Most songs are that. So yeah, it's just those four chords and pretty much anyone can write a song. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's fun to like hear you because I've, I've like had the blessing of being able to hear you play some of your songs live. And I just think it is, you have such an interesting, like an quirky flair. I, and I, I hope you take that the way I meant it. Like, it's so fun. Like you have just like this, this energy about you that that's super exciting with your music. And, um, yeah, I think you're right. Like when, when the lyrics can like kind of guide the song, it doesn't really matter the music necessarily behind it because you can like lead the song to where you want it to go <laughs> by yeah. the way that you sing the song and then like you know the words that you're saying so that's really cool um where do you find then obviously you mentioned Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen as like artists who in like inspire you and, and um kind of guide your your genre of music I guess but where do you usually find the inspiration for your songs usually I just find it in the life around me almost every song that I have is about someone in my life. So sometimes they're about me and a certain struggle that I'm going through. I have uh, one that's about my brother, one that's about my older sister, one that's about my younger sister, one that's about my mom, one that's about both of my parents. I just kind of, I just find whatever makes me feel a certain way that day. And it just kind of comes from there. And I do often, I really, I love the idea of rain and flowers. I don't know why those are just the most beautiful images to me. So I, I try to incorporate that into a lot of my songs, especially rain. I just, I have one song, it's raining darling, which is just about how a, a lot of the struggles that we get in life and kind of how those can actually turn into something good and helpful for us because rain, it can be so destructive and it can hurt, but it can also give such beauty and it can give life. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. And when you're writing um, about the people in your life, do they often know that, th that they're being written about or do you just kind of let it go and then in your heart, you know, it's about those people? Um, sometimes they know and sometimes they don't. I have a couple songs that are about boys and mm -hmm. uh, they definitely, <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do not know that it's about them, which is probably for the best. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> uh, but for one of my songs, I... My younger sister's name is Georgia, but we call her G and I say G in the song. So she knows that one's about her. Aww. And then for a lot of my family, I'll tell them, I'll be like, oh, by the way, this song is about you because I want them to know so that they can look at the song in a different way. Yeah. And that's probably very special for them. I mean, as long, I guess if you're writing about them in a good way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I feel like that would be super special. So um you mentioned earlier that you um, study musical theater, but you've gotten more into the acting side. Have you found a lot of crossover between like your studies in acting and musical theater and the songwriting process? Yeah, I definitely have just in that I found that they're both so, so me, if that makes sense. They, they come from myself and my emotions and, you know, all of the ups and the downs in my life and just that living is so living is so difficult in mm -hmm. itself and just if anyone can make it through the day then they have enough emotions to draw from and life to draw from to write or to act or to do all of these different things I think that yeah especially 
acting, I found so much with uh, the professors here that I didn't even really think about as acting before is, you know, doing truthfully under imaginary circumstances, which is just this honesty that comes in acting that I think is sometimes really lacking in our world, but just this honesty in acting and in songwriting that it's really just being who I am just in a different way. Mm. When, and you also mentioned earlier that like, your kind of process of songwriting is that you really loved to tell stories. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the way? And, and I feel like it, as an actress too, like that's what you're, you're a storyteller, you know? And then there's just different mediums of storytelling. Um, do you find that like in your songs that you're acting in a way when you're performing them or like delivering them? Um, I, obviously like in a truthful way because mm-hmm. they're, they're coming from you and honest, but like, does that performing like background help you kind of sing your songs and then I don't know, this is kind of a multi-part question. And then like storytelling wise, do you find yourself telling stories through the lyrics? Yeah, I definitely feel that sometimes when I am performing a song or an an original song that I am kind of acting because I have some songs that, you know, come from places of hurt and they're, you know, more melancholy. And if, you know, I'm in a good mood that day, then they're not going to sound quite the same. So I do kind of have to, remember that time when I wrote it and how I was feeling mm-hmm. when I wrote it mm-hmm. so that I know how to sing, tell the story in that way so that I can convey that, you know, hurt. Right. Even if I'm not actually feeling that in that moment. Oh, that's really, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And then like through the lyrics, even do you find like, I think of, um, are you familiar with like Carrie Underwood, the country music yes, singer? Yeah. I feel like she is like one of the best storytellers in her songs. Um, and I really love that aspect about her music. Do you find that your songs kind of lean in, in that route of like actually telling a story? Yes, I, I hope they do. I always try to okay. make them. And mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes more so than others. Sometimes they're just kind of silly or they don't really have much of a plot, I guess. But sometimes I definitely do try to actually tell a story and even have, you know, characters like a lot of my songs are named after people. And so I try to make a character in someone's mind and then tell their story through the song. Oh, that's super cool. Um, Yeah, I I, this is so interesting and like and fascinating to me because I feel like um, just people have such like unique views on like the ways they they write and they tell and I um, and just like the difference between you and Sophia and also the similarities, you know, which is, which is really cool. So, um, wh- how, again, like going back to your, you performing your music live, how did you start, um, your live performances? Um, well, the first time I did a, one of my original songs was actually at the coffee house here oh, cool. and I, I didn't even really think much of it. I just knew it was a song that I'd been working on for a while. And I was like, oh, I think I'll just sing that for this. Because I've, you know, performed live before with covers or, you know, in musicals. But I never done one of my own songs. And after I performed it, I was talking to my dad and my sister. And I said, oh, yeah, I performed Desdemona, one of my songs at the coffee house. And they were like, you did? Wow, that's so brave. Congrats. And I was thinking... I guess I, it's it's just a song, and I think it's it sounds kind of egotistical. I don't mean it that way. Oh no! But um, mm-hmm. I just I know that they're good. Yeah, and I'm okay with performing them mm-hmm. and sharing it because yeah. 
I know that people, some people will like it. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's brilliant. No, I don't think, I think there's like a, a healthy balance of being like confident in our work enough mm-hmm. to put it out there. You know, like we, we kind of need to otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, what are we doing? <laughs> um, so I think that's lovely that you were able to say like, no, I, I believe in this song and I think it's good. So like, I'm going to trust that there's something there and put it out there. Um, and that's awesome. Do you find like, obviously then that experience brings you joy and you received good feedback or what, what was it like after, um, now that you've been performing for a little while? The first time it was, it was really cool because yeah. people uh, came up to me and were saying, oh, wow, that was cool. You wrote that? Cool. And even though it was just little remarks, it made me so happy because it was something that I created and I made and other people received it well. Right. And I uh, I know sometime, one time someone said that one of my songs made them cry. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I want to convey sadness in right. a lot of my songs because I think it's, sadness is a really important part of yeah. being human. Mm, that's powerful. And that and that's really true. So um, how can our listeners now, after hearing all of this, how can they find your music? Um, well, I'm on Spotify and Apple Music and also YouTube. If you just search Lily Blondo, then you should find it. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily Blondo, that's L-I-L-Y. Yes. <laughs> B-L-A-N-D-O. Mm-hmm. Yes. Perfect. So Lily Blondo. Okay, really quick. I'm going to reset us on this note. If you are just listening to us now, welcome. You're turning into Letter to Artists. You have been listening to the voice of Lily Blondo as we talk about the art of songwriting. And it's been so fun because Lily's been sharing all about her songwriting process, kind of the, the genre and the styles and the artists that have inspired her and um, how she writes usually around people in her life. Um, so it's been really cool to just hear her own experience of about writing and then um, adding, you know, f- going from poetry to adding the music to um, now performing her songs live and kind of getting and gaining more experience with that. And now that she records them, um, she was just showing that you could find her on Spotify, YouTube, um, and one more that I can't remember at this moment. Um, you just have to search up her name, Lily Blondo. So now uh, I want to shift the conversation to reflect the quote from St. Pope John Paul II's encyclical letter to artists. So I'm going to remind us all right now what that quotation is. In shaping a masterpiece, the artist not only summons his work into being, but also, in some way, reveals his own personality by means of it. For him, art offers both a new dimension and an exceptional mode of expression for his spiritual growth. Through his works, the artist speaks to others and communicates with them. The history of art, therefore, is not only a story of works produced, but also a story of men and women. Works of art speak to their authors. They enable us to know their inner life and they reveal the original contribution which artists offer to the history of culture. Now, I know today's quote was pretty long and it was full of so many like other little golden snippets that I'm sure I'll take and use in further episodes. Um, But I just didn't want to cut anything out because I thought that this would just be such a, a spark for great conversation. So um, before I make any comments, Lily, I would just love to like hear any personal reflection um, that strike struck you about songwriting from this quote. Yeah, well, it's, it's such a beautiful quote. And I think it's just so true that any art is just such a reflection of the artist. And I just, I, th- I think that it's so beautiful that we can just find God in any art really any, any good art. Um, 
yeah, it's it's just it's so so hard to to grasp how how much of the person who made it is in the art. And if you look at the art and if you examine it long enough, then you just find so much there that mm. you would not have looked at seen if you had just looked at it for a second. Right. And I I know we kind of were touching on this in the first half of the interview, but um how do you find yourself like going off of that? How do you how do you find that you speak to others through songwriting? Like what is what do you feel like you're communicating about yourself or about the world around you while you're doing that? Um well I have one song where it's kind it's kind of silly, but I'm trying to communicate kind of how messed up the world is and how people make light of a lot of murders. The song is called Bedlam Blues and it's just about different big murders that took place and just how the world kind of treats it as a joke or as meaningless almost and just writes it off. And I think that I do want people to... I want people to laugh at it, but I also want them to think about it and say, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, we shouldn't really be joking about this and we shouldn't really think, oh, yeah, it's fine. Murder is just a part of life, but we need to actually fight back against this and realize that's not OK. And, you know, there is a dignity of human life that we have to respect. Mm. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I think it's like it's really cool to see how, yeah, like each one of your songs probably like reveals a different little flavor or a little piece of you in in each of them and um I think the thing that strikes me the most is yeah like you are trying to communicate something through those words like they're not meaningless and they're not just although it, it can be fun it's not like for fun that you're doing it there's there's usually a deeper meaning of like what you're trying to say and I I think especially um just by looking at the world around us like that's what God is doing as well you know like he through everything all the good that he created, he's trying to reveal something about his own heart to us. I mean, I look at you and I look at me, you know, and like, those are two totally different people, but like totally like, you know, we're striving to like do the Lord's will and things like that and grow in relationship with him. And I just think like, he's trying to communicate two different things to the world simply by like the different gifts that he gave you and he gave me, you know, and that's really, really beautiful to me. And I, um, I love that. I think particularly through songwriting, you're able to like kind of hone in on that point of the Lord's heart, um, through that craft that you're able to do. So, um, kind of speaking of, of songs then, like, is there a certain song and let me know if this question doesn't really make sense, but is there a certain song which you find like calls your heart into deeper reflection of Christ? It, like totally, it could be secular. It could be a Christian, like any type of song. Yeah. Well, actually I do have one that comes to mind, but it's interesting because my mom, we like to tease my mom because she would always say, oh, every song is really about God. Mm, I'm and with her. <laughs> we would, you know, tease her sometimes because, oh, I'm not sure how Love Yourself by Justin Bieber is about God, but okay, mom. But the more I think about it, the more I think it really is true. And just anything that is searching for beauty and love is a reflection of God. And there's one song by Bob Dylan, of course, um, called Make You Feel My Love. Mm. And it's about how this person who just talking about the lengths that he would go to and the things that he would do to make you feel his love. And there's nothing that I wouldn't do to mm. make you feel my love. And it's just the first time that I really sat down and thought about it. I just started crying because I was like, that's how God loves us. Mm. That's. It's so 
powerful and just to feel that love and to know that there is someone who has died for us and just wants us to be with him and loves us so much oh that's so beautiful Lily thank you for sharing I think like I I love that that you tease your mom for it but I think (laughs) there's some total truth in that because um I, I have find myself thinking about that before especially I I tend to really like country music and um, there's a particular song that I'm thinking of and it's called yours by Russell Dickerson. And like, it, it goes like saying like, like I was a boat stuck in a bottle, like never had the chance to like cross the sea or things like that. And it's just like, I think the Lord, like there's the pursuit of like, he's saying like, thank it's funny. He's like saying, thank God I'm yours. But like, I always see it as like, like I'm thanking God literally that God <laughs> created me, <laughs> like that he saved me, you know, like he found me and, and that I'm his. And um, I think there is some truth to that where we can like, kind of shift everything to look at God like that if the Lord's permitting it in the world it can be for a greater good and um and we're able to just if we can turn our glance that way then like it could be um something really powerful and like you said like the search for beauty in itself is searching for God because he is beauty so um yeah that's so powerful how is this call to like the art of songwriting then deepened your own relationship with God or like advanced your spiritual growth yeah I think that just any time that, you know, like we were talking about that I really search for love and beauty in this way that I like sit down and reflect on and try to write and just reflect on everything that I've been given, the good and the bad. I just feel closer to God. I think that the, one of the greatest things we can do is just give back what talents we were given to God and just that anything that is beautiful can be for him. And even if it's not directly about him, it can really bring us closer. And just that, you know, we, we have these, like he gives us so much and we have these little things like, Oh, this is for you, God. And he just takes it with such love. And it's like, yes, thank you. (laughs) That's exactly what I wanted from you. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's so true. And like, and how beautiful and yeah, like how is, I know I mentioned right in the beginning of the interview, um, you have a beautiful relationship with your own earthly father and that connection between music. Do you find that that kind of influences your relationship with, with God? Yeah, definitely. Just, I, I'm really close with my dad and I'm so grateful for it. And he just always is so willing to help me with my with my music and with anything. You know, he helps me with recordings. He plays percussion on, if there's ever percussion on one of my songs, that's my dad. Oh, cool. um, and he's so, he's so supportive and he just really wants me to succeed. And he, he sees something I think he sees something in my music that maybe even I don't see. Mm. And he he knows that it's a part of me and that it's really helping me grow. Yeah. And in just in the same way that I'm sure God does. And just yeah. the support, just knowing this support that I feel on earth, I also have from God mm. in, you know, I love my dad, but it's way, way stronger right. and way, way bigger. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's so beautiful. And I'll never forget. I, um, I think it was like a, a, you know, university day, but a, a parent's day or something last year that we had. And I sat next to your dad during the <laughs> acting, um, during when you were acting and I, and the phrase, somebody, somebody just reminded me of this too, like saying like, God delights in you. He, he delights in you. And I, I think what I saw in your dad, it was, he just, he delights in you and it's so beautiful. And I, 
And I think that that is just like, what a beautiful yeah gift and reminder that like the Lord, like how, like you said, like as much as your dad loves you, like a million times more, like the Lord died for you, like gave every and like created, you know, he's like, he thought the world would, he was like, the idea of Lily Blondo was so good. I must create her, you know, like I, <laughs> I, I ought to do this because she's just going to be a blessing. And so the fact that like your earthly father so delights in you, like so much more does your heavenly father. And, um, yeah, I was just, I'm so moved by that. I, I don't think I'll ever forget that, that in the way he was like, <laughs> so just beaming. So, um, anyway, we are running out of time, Lily. So, um, I just wanted to thank you so, so much for being here with me today. It's so fun to hear you share your music and, as I was saying earlier, I just think you have such a, like a sweet and quirky style. And I, I really hope the listeners check it out. So can you remind them one more time where they can, where they can listen to it? Yes. Um, Lily Blondo, you can find it on Spotify, YouTube, Apple music, Amazon music as well. I think most streaming platforms out there, you should be able to find it. Lily That's Blondo. Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, Lily. Thank you. All right. For all of our listeners out there, if you missed any of our show or just want to catch a replay, we are also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So you just have to type in Letter to Artists. Um, you'll definitely want to also check out Lily Blondo and Sophia Sariego um, if you're interested in hearing their music. They are two talented ladies. Um, so I just wanted to remind you that Letter to Artists is proudly brought to you through a wonderful partnership between JP2 Catholic Radio and John Paul the Great Catholic University, hoping to encourage you to accept this call to holiness through the talents that God has given you. I'm your host, Bailey Garland, signing off with some encouragement for your day. Be not afraid. You artists who perceive in yourselves this kind of divine spark. As poet, writer, actor, architect, sculptor, musician, feel the obligation not to waste this talent, but to develop it, to put it at the service of your neighbor and of humanity as a whole. May the beauty which you pass on to generations still to come be such that it will stir them to wonder. Society needs you, artists. The world in which we live needs beauty.